brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome back to the Mind Body Musings podcast, or welcome for the first time if you are a new listener here. Wow, what a whirlwind it has been the past two weeks. If you are a consistent listener of the show, you know that I record an episode and release one every single Wednesday. And this is the first time, I think, in the history of the show, I've gone two weeks without posting one. And I think if I do say so myself, it was for a good reason. Who here feels like January of 2019 has been like an entire year? I feel that I've lived a whole year just in January. And in pursuit of being transparent on this show, I love to share with you what's been happening in my life. And um, the depths of what I can share right now are not super deep, and I'm sure I will return to this topic at another point. But for those of you who already follow me on Instagram, you know that the partner, Matthew, who I've been with since last year and and uh, been traveling around America with, we decided once we got back to Denver that it was time for us to part ways. And so we actually, we met in July, and so we immediately packed up our things into storage after we met and took this huge leap to just go travel together. Um, And that really feels like that was the purpose of our relationship, was to go, get out, explore, travel, and to do it with a companion by our side. And some of the things that make a thriving, long-term, committed relationship we both felt weren't quite there. So when the travels ended, we weren't sure if, I mean, we still aren't sure if uh, the the components of what we both desire for a relationship are slash were there. So we decided to do what was best for us. And that was for him to go back to where his job is because he he works from home and he was going to go back to where his job is and that is in South Carolina and then I was in a state of the unknown still am but I certainly didn't know exactly where I was going to be going and that is the beautiful and also challenging thing of having your own business you can literally be anywhere and so sometimes that takes a lot of energy to decide where am I going to be why why am I going to be there? Am I going to make friends? All of these questions. And I knew it wasn't Colorado. So Matt and I went through a lot in January and coming to terms with this 
and then living together for two weeks after realizing we were going to break up. That was probably the hardest part. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but living with someone for an amount of time while you are no longer technically together is a mind bleep. I won't say it, but it's definitely confusing on the mind and the emotions. Every moment you're together is is just a it's just very confusing because your body, your nervous system has a certain response being around this person. Hug, kiss, make love, 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 love them. And then your brain comes into play and then tells you what's going on. No longer together. Risk. Um, guard your heart, right? Like all of these things. So January for me was a month of really, really going into my feminine and feeling all of this and sharing all of this with him and crying and opening all the time. It was a very opening month for me. And of course, that made it quite challenging for me to think about work, think about where I'm going to live, think about all of those basics that I really needed to to be thinking about and moving towards, but I had a lot of releasing and cleansing and processing to do first. So February is now coming to an end. So February was a lot of um, the logistics of figuring out where I'm going to be. I'm in New York, by the way, (laughs) and um, scheduling Airbnbs and planes and getting my dog ready and getting my storage unit ready to have stuff shipped and just so so much of that then action mode so January feminine February masculine I have no idea what March has in store but I tell you I really hope it's a beautiful harmony that I can begin to cultivate and create with some stability and foundation because after traveling for six months um my heart is so deeply craving that stability and foundation. For me, I have about I have about a three-month cap on being able to travel without having my own home. I can go to Airbnb, 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 and like three months, that's good. So I had to go past my limit and create a new limit. I had to raise the ceiling. I really had no other choice. And now that I'm in New York, I believe I have found a place And if all goes smoothly and well, I'll be moving in um, next weekend. So by the time you listen to this podcast, I will be just about to move in. So please send out good vibes for that transition, because the sooner I have that foundation, the sooner my steady business podcasts and um, blog posts and all of that come to be, because we need that as humans. We need foundation. It's actually one of the top five priorities for a human being in order to function. Tony Robbins talks about this. He says there's like five important things we need. One of them is uncertainty, so like surprise and spontaneity, but one of them is certainty, which means having a home over your head, knowing where your things are, having safety, having a a lock on your door. Um, that kind of predictability is really important. And I think when you are stretched so far without having that, and the literally it feels like it is metaphorically it's not literally but okay it feels very literally but it feels like the floor has been ripped out underneath me on several occasions in all the airbnb instances and moving around and things feeling different than what i thought they were going to be and finding my feet and my grounding in new cities and all of that so routine is going to be a blessing for us all okay um 
One thing before we go in today's podcast is that Marie Forleo, if you listened to last the last episode, she came on, she talked all about B-School, her free video series. She's been on again. She was on last year. So if you have if you have a, a hunger to hear more about it, go to maddiemoon.com slash Marie-Forleo and you will see the first episode I did with her. And today I want to share that the doors to B-School are closing, 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 closing. They're closing in just a couple days, March 1st, 2019. It opens once a year. So if you're listening to this later and you want to check out the Marie episode and later you might want to join B-School, you absolutely can. You just have to wait till 2020. So I just wanted to make sure that I shared that if you are interested in joining and you have questions, either reach out to them or reach out to me. I'm happy to share my own experiences. Again, those are covered in last week's episode, or I guess two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't know. Um, B-School was what absolutely solidified my branding, my website, my podcast messages. There's one module in there that I continuously go back to every single time I redo my website. It's foundational. The things I learned in B-School are foundational. Before I did B-School, I was very much all over the place, still asking my dad if I could borrow money, still worried about paying rent every single month, still feeling very inconsistent with the types of clients I was attracting. And that's not to say that B-School changed everything for me. A lot changed around that time. I started to hire a coach. I did join B-School. I decided to redo my website and make it much more concise and branded. So my point of view on that is that sometimes when we make one choice, we begin to create all this momentum and it ripples. It's a domino effect. You go into something like coaching and then all of a sudden you start signing up for those art classes you keep talking about and then all of a sudden you finally start dating again. One choice can oftentimes unblock all these other choices. It's a ripple effect. It's contagious. The energy behind personal development and self-growth, it can be very contagious and exciting and expansive. So when I did B-School, all these things started to change at once. And people often tell me when they go to my website, did you do B-School? Because they can tell there's a particular kind of air in the, and there's a particular kind of energy in the air. That's what I mean to say. When you go look at someone's website and their Instagram and listen to their messages who went through B-School, because you can tell that they have a lot of clarity on who they're speaking to and why they're speaking about their messages and what the why is behind the why. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. And that's why I share B-School every single year because I want as many people as possible to have this information so they too can be traveling the world and be be running an online business from anywhere. Again, blessing and a curse. But it's still so amazing to have that freedom to be able to work. Right now I'm in my pajamas. I'm in bed. I'm recording this with my microphone. It's 9, 10 a.m. I got nowhere to be, nothing to do because this is my job right here, right now. And coaching women and hosting retreats, I'm living my dream. And as I'm speaking all these things, I'm creating some gratitude here because so often we can look at the what's ungrounded, but yet there is so much, so much foundation and grounding that's all around us. So if you're wanting this, if you're wanting to create a profitable, that's, that's the key here, a profitable business where you can live where you want, do what you want, and also not worry about money, 
Because again, foundation, security, certainty, it's all important for us humans. If you want to have that, I do encourage B-School. I do think B-School is a great option. So I will make sure that I have the link to join my team on the show notes for this episode. Do go there if you want to join my team. Do go to the show notes to this episode. And this is episode 242, so just remember that. And uh, the link will be right up there at the top, so you can just check that out. And um, if you do join my B-School team, I have three free gifts to give you. One is a 30-minute one-on-one session, which most affiliates do not do. They don't schedule individual time with each person that signs up with them. But I'm scheduling a 30-minute one-on-one with every single person who signs up under my team with my link. And we will go into the actual questions you have about your business and you can send me your website or you can tell me about the business you want to be creating and the blocks you have and we'll dive deep into that. The second thing, I have three free audio trainings about podcasting, hosting an event and um, creating your ideal client. So those are three free audio trainings just for you all about that. So if you're interested in being a coach, having a podcast, hosting events, doing what I do, basically, you'll get three audios just about those things, which is pretty cool. And then the last thing is you get $100 off of a feminine surrender or any retreat that I will be hosting over the next year. So exciting free gifts. If that intrigues you, go to this episode 242 of the podcast and click on that link. And if this intrigues you, but you're listening later, and perhaps you missed the deadline to sign up for B-School, reach out to me because I keep a running list of people who have shown interest and I will reach out to you when the time comes yet again for B-School doors to open. So do, do do that. Just reach out. You can Instagram me, you can email me, anything works. And I'll make sure that next year, whenever the doors open, you are notified and we slow down. We can talk about how B-School would be a good fit for you then. Okay. Whoa, that is so much, so much stuff, so much good stuff. And guess what? We got so much stuff to dive into today. So I've been doing a series. I did part one a few weeks ago, and it was all about the divine feminine and the toxic feminine. And today we're going into the divine masculine and the toxic masculine, the pure masculine, the toxic masculine. What are these energies? So to recap, This is very important. I will say this in every part of this series. It probably is going to be a three-part series. And so again, I'm going to share with you, we have both of these energies in us, all of us. Because you are female does not mean necessarily that you are mostly feminine and vice versa for the masculine and for male. This you could also think of as yin and yang. You can think about this as the moon and the sun. You could think this as omega and alpha, Shiva and Shakti. Um, Feminine is this energy, right? So if you you missed out on part one, please go back and listen to that. It's very important you listen to that because we go all into the feminine. The feminine is energy, purely said. That's what it is. Now, when you think about water, Water is very fluid, right? It's moving, it's grooving. Sometimes it's still, but it's still a liquid. And it, it's made of all these particles that are constantly vibrating and moving. And it needs to be put somewhere or it's just chaotic. It just, 
if water was everywhere and there was absolutely no container for it, we'd be drowning. We'd all be in an ocean right now. I mean, I don't even know how that would work with gravity because if there's absolutely no container, it would just flow everywhere. It'd probably be up in the sky too because there's no container of gravity. So it'd probably be going into outer space. I have no idea. But my point here is that water needs something to hold it in order for it to be contained. If you pour water into a glass, into a cup, it is inside the cup. It is not poured out on the counter. It is not sloshing everywhere, constantly running down the street. It is inside of something. That's why rivers are so amazing. There's a bed for it. If there was no bed for it, it would just be water on the ground. But since there's a river that has a bed with rocks and dirt and it's holding the, the water, it's contained. That is the masculine. The masculine is a container for that energy to flow. So if the feminine is all this energy ups and downs and amplification and feeling all the feels and sad and happy and angry and all those different things, sometimes we need a container in order to hold that. So example, I'm like, I'm crying January. I was crying all the time. But I also needed to work. I needed to coach. I needed to hold space for others. So for me, I would create containers where, okay, tonight I'm gonna cry all night long. But then tomorrow morning I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna do my business and I'm gonna I'm gonna kick butt in that and I'm gonna be focused. And then tomorrow night I will cry again. Like that's kind of what it's like. It's it's very deep. It's very deep. But because this is such a deep topic, I want to be breaking it down into very understandable and practical ways that we can look at both of these energies. So on an individual level, we're not talking about relationships right now. We're just talking about you, yourself, and you. (laughs) And we're talking about the feminine, the masculine energies within you. So if your feminine is all the energy you feel, your masculine is the presence and the depth and the container for it. So that's really what the masculine is. It is presence. It is depth. What John Wineland, one of my teachers, says is it's the part of you that has never changed. Okay? So the way I like to think about the masculine, if I really try to visualize it, it's like this beautiful bright light that's right in the center of your chest. It's always pulsing. It's always vibrating. It's always just shining this light beautifully, but it's, it's still It's not moving all around throughout your body. It's right in the center of your chest. That part of you, when you die, goes back into the collective. That little bright light goes right back into the collective. Or it goes right back into another baby and you're born again. Or it goes right into a flower. Or wherever you may go when you reincarnate, if you do. This light always is there. It does not change. It's like the universe and it's like God. It's the most depthful energy you can have. It's so deep, so deep. It's not, it's not, um, what's the right word for this? It's not malleable by emotions. It doesn't, it's not wishy-washy. It doesn't change. It doesn't feel any certain way either, really. It's always the same. It is depth, it is the divine, it is consciousness, it is presence, it is 
just so deep. Do you feel what I'm saying here? As the, the feminine, of course, is deep, but it's all this energy. It's just chaotic. It's ups and downs. It's all the emotions, the ripples, it's movement. It is ecstatic dance, while the masculine is meditation. Meditation, the lack of movement, the lack of um, motion, the lack of... It's not, I want to say the lack of thoughts, it's not, because meditation totally is full of thoughts, but at the core of meditation, when you're really going into that deep place where you're almost sleeping, you are basically, you're lacking the, um, you're lacking the layer on top of all your depth, right? So if you have, if you imagine that your consciousness is like a, for lack of a better way to put it, like a, Let's say like a river again. Let's use it like a river. I want to say swamp because if I use that analogy, I can say like there's like the lily pads on top. There's the flowers. There might be a lotus flower. There there might be algae or whatever you find in this particular swamp. Um, it's beautiful. It's all these beautiful things from nature. It's energy, right? It's, it's glorious. But if you, when you're meditating and you kind of clean all that top stuff off you just have this clear crystal water in there and that's kind of what meditation does it has all these thoughts on top when you go into the depth of it you're left with consciousness which is that masculine energy so here's where a lot of people get confused and I used I used to be one of them until I did a lot of deep work going into all this with my teachers and with trainings and with readings and with just understanding how this affects my own life but the masculine when we look at it in very practical terms yes it is logic structure think about it container structure foundation right all the same things um and so in in real life it can look like setting goals if you set goals you probably have like okay let's say my goal is to brush my teeth twice a day Okay, and then it has like little sub points. Okay, leave the toothbrush out, leave the toothpaste out, set an alarm, put on a sticky note. Like it takes someone who really does not know how to brush their teeth to have all these reminders, but just for the sake of this example, that's what it would look like, right? So there's structure to that goal. There's like step A, B, C, D. That that definitely is a masculine energy of having these goals going out because the masculine is also very self-oriented. It's the part of you that's like that... Um, I will protect myself. It's a warrior, right? Of course, it will protect others as well, but it's very self-focused. I will make sure I put on my airplane oxygen mask before I put on anyone else's. We need that energy. It is not selfishness in the way that society likes to think about selfishness as bad. It's actually great. It's healthy. It's necessary. And it's very important. And the feminine is very community-oriented, humanity-oriented. Let's all bond together, come together, create something together. So that's why this is a harmony. We need both of these energies. We need to be self-focused, self-oriented. It's how we get ahead in life. It's how we create the kinds of money that we want to create, get the job we want, climb the corporate ladder if that's what you want. Go out there, achieve your goals, get what you want. But the masculine, where people get confused, is it's not perfectionism and going insane and hustling everywhere and losing your cool and getting angry and flustered and confused and sporadic. That is not what the masculine is. So I'm going to say this again because I really want this to sink in. The masculine, the pure masculine, is not obsessive hustle, okay? 
I get emails from women all the time saying, I have so much masculine energy. It's just never enough. I'm always doing everything. I don't know how to stop. I am so hard on myself. I'm so perfectionistic. Well, if a warrior is all about protecting himself, that also means he loves himself, right? He's protecting his own body, his own heart, his own spirit, because he sees himself as someone that is worthy of that. Perfectionism is basically the opposite. It's saying, I'm never enough, so I have to do all these things to show that I am enough. I don't deserve love, so I'm going to try to earn it in every way I can. So perfectionism is not the, the pure masculine. It's not really a masculine energy. I think, I think it's almost closer to be a toxic feminine energy, if anything. Because the toxic feminine is the, is the energy that's using manipulation to get what she wants. And so I think that perfectionism is a way of getting what you want with manipulation and abusing yourself. You, so you get a fleeting moment of feeling like enough, but it's never really there. But that's besides what we're talking about today. We're really talking about the, this pure version of the masculine, but I want to clear that up. And if you think about it, like I was saying earlier, the med- uh, meditation and stillness and depth, going deep into your consciousness in those 20 moments you, me- you meditate, 20 minutes you meditate, that's stillness. That's not running around like a chicken with your head cut off. So why do you think it is that we think this hustle energy, perfectionism, going crazy, doing it all is masculine? Well, it's because a lot of people today running the show are are also getting things done and they might be men so we're confusing there's one we're confusing men with the masculine and we're confusing what these men are doing with their lives to create what they want to create with the pure masculine and it's not A lot of men today are living out their energies of the toxic masculine. They are running with their head. They are running like a chicken with their head cut off, maybe. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're actually very stoic and still, but they're very manipulative. But the toxic masculine is obsessed with power. It has dominance over people, not dominion. Dominion comes from more of a place of sovereignty. Dominance is I must control you to feel powerful the toxic masculine has a lot of aggression there's like anger behind it unfelt anger anger is fine anger is great we all have anger because we are humans we are primal we need to express our anger connected to our hearts of course it's very important we can set containers for that right like okay so tonight for 10 minutes I'm going to put on rage against the machine I'm going to grab my plastic bat and I'm going to hit my bed I'm going to go crazy I'm going to make sure that the kids are outside playing in the backyard the husband is watching them so no one's inside and I'm safe to just scream my little heart out that is a container like that's an energetic container you saying okay I'm going to set myself up for success so I don't have this anger be repressed and then come out later towards my children so I'm going to set a container to feel all this tonight you set it up, right? That's, that is a form of taking masculine control, being self-oriented. I need to feel my anger, so I'm going to set this up. So anger is not a problem, but with the toxic masculine, there is aggression. There is this anger with a closed heart. That's called abuse. 
when you have anger, but it's with a closed heart. And we all do this, right? I have this kind of anger too. Whenever I'm fearful of opening my heart, I might close it, say things I don't mean, be hurtful towards other people, towards my partner, towards my friends, because I'm so scared and I don't know how to handle the anger. So the toxic, deranged version of the masculine, some of those qualities include the abuse of power, dominance, aggression, controlling, confrontational, aggressively confrontational, I would say, critical, unsupportive, unstable, um, I would put perfectionism in with both of the toxic energies, toxic feminine, to- toxic masculine. But I, I think I, ha- I have a story here that I think will really help sink this in as well. So I have, I have a few clients who have come to me really wanting to work on their feminine energy. And it might be because they just want to nurture themselves. They want to be kind to themselves. But the masculine energy is never even brought up. A lot of times I have this happen where they say, I want to be in my feminine energy. I want to be in my feminine energy. And there's no word about the masculine. I want to learn about the masculine too. Because so many people think they already have the masculine energy, but they don't. Here's an here's a analogy that I use for this. Okay, so let's say that there's this island that is surrounded by cliffs. There's no There's no safety. It's an island in the middle of an ocean and it's totally up on stilts it's on a cliff so if you were to walk over the edge you would fall down and die what if I put a blindfold on you and put you in the middle of this island and said dance dance you beautiful soul dance your heart out go wild you're free you'd probably be like heck no I got a blindfold on and I'm surrounded by cliffs I'm not gonna dance I'm not gonna move I'm not gonna move around that's crazy And then what if you boldly made a request and said, hey, Madeline, if you want me to dance my heart out with this blindfold on, on this cliffed island, will you please put around the perimeter of the island a very secure, sturdy gate so that if I was to happen to try to go over the cliff dancing my heart out, it would stop me and I would live? Sure. Cool. I'll do that. And I put a gate around. You're safe. So then you can like freely dance around like, you know, you're safe. You're not going anywhere. You're not going to die. You're not going to fall. You're completely safe. That gate around the edge is the masculine that's keeping you safe. It's our father, given that you were raised with a healthy father who keeps us safe, who says, yes, you can go out and play, but be back by seven. Do not go past that stop sign. He gives you a perimeter to keep you safe. You're not just running outside wherever you want and then going to end up in a situation where you're lost. He gave you a perimeter so you know, and you can play within those boundaries. And it's not, it's not bad. You know, many of us were raised with fathers and this is a story that I heard I heard from one of my clients several of my clients actually but she was raised by a father that was harsh mean he made all these rules that stifled her creativity rather than let her feed her creativity there's a difference between come back at seven don't go past that stop sign and you can only play in the utility closet right? One gives you free range to play and be free, but you still have a good perimeter. The other one, you can barely move, breathe. 
There's a difference. And so a lot of people who are raised with the utility closet kind of boundary think that the masculine is stifling. It's, an, it's um, suffocating. It is scary. If you were raised with a father that yelled at you, you may have some fear around men. Now, there's a difference between having fear around men and especially this toxic energy rather than the masculine. And we need to do this work to understand the masculine is not scary because if you are not working on your masculine as much as you were working on your feminine, you're going to end up being like a flower in the wind. Sure, you'll have your feminine. You'll be able to feel your emotions cry, dance, be open, soft-hearted, but you will have no reason really to set goals, to have boundaries, to protect yourself. There will be no domineering. There will only be the feminine and if we don't have a harmony it's just as scary someone that has only feminine might get trampled on completely stomped on she'll have no reason to get out of bed and make shit happen that day she'll be in bed because it just feels good and she'll get lost with the the feeling of the sheets which is the beautiful thing but we also want to have boundaries okay I want to feel the beauty of these sheets and I want to move around in the bed and I want to feel the pleasure in my body and touch my body and I love this and I also know that at 9 30 I've got a meeting and an appointment with a financial advisor that I want to make and I want to get out of bed and I want to brush my teeth and I want to wash my hair and I want to be ready for that and that's why we need both in a business like what I do I have to have both non-stop and I have to have agility to move in between the two right now I am I'm definitely in both doing a podcast I got my equipment up I set my time I know my time limit on it I've got the boundaries but what I am talking about and what I choose to say is coming from a feminine intuitive guidepost my north star that's very feminine yesterday I had two coaching sessions very masculine for me I had to hold the container for them for their experiences I had to listen I had to have depth and presence the masculine is presence So if you're a therapist, if you're a mom, if you're a teacher, if you're a best friend to someone who needs your help often, if you're a coach, you are probably in, or a dad, you are probably in that masculine role quite a bit because you're holding presence for someone. You are grounding them while they are all up in arms or feeling all the things or emotional. There is a polarity there. Because if you're emotional with them, you're both being emotional together, no one's really holding the other one. And that's absolutely okay. Sometimes what we need is someone to hold us. That might be why you go to your mom whenever you're scared or sad. Because she's holding you. She's having presence with you. She's listening to what you're saying. And she says, I hear you, baby. You want to hear my thoughts? Or do you just want me to hold space? Do you just want me to hold you? Do you just want me to listen? That is the masculine energy. And in partnership, I think it's also really important. I mentioned this in part one, but in partnership, you can have, you could, let's say you're a woman and you are with a man, you could have emotionally more masculine energy and emotionally he could have more feminine energy. And if that works for you and that feels fine, then that feels fine and that works for you. And then the same rules apply whenever he is in his emotional state and he's feeling all the feelings, you want to be in that masculine state where you can go into presence and depth for him, look at him, hold eye contact with him, hold him, hug him, let him have his process. And when we speak of containers, sometimes it's really helpful for us to know how 
how long we need of a time to feel all the things. So here's an example of this. In in January, when I was feeling all the things, what I would do with Matt is say, I just need you to hold me for 10 minutes because I'm crying. And what he would do is come over. He would lie in the bed. He wouldn't say a word. And he would just put his hand right on either my belly or my heart and just hold me. That's it so amazing so amazing was so comforting it's all I needed because nothing he could say would really be what I needed (laughs) would never be enough you know nothing he could say would make me feel better and he knew that and he wasn't trying to make me feel better and Matt shed one single tear (laughs) during all this breaking up which was really sweet and I was there for him and we were with each other and I I was just holding presence with him whenever that happened and so energetically, we can, we can be agile in this. We can do this for our partners. I do receive some emails from people saying, well, my partner is the really emotional one. You have to also decide what it is that you want. Are you okay with that? Are you okay being in the masculine pole and holding him through that? Or do you need some boundaries with him? So a container could be, hey, babe, I hear that you're feeling all these things and I want to be here for you. And right now... I've got to do A, B, and C, but how about at seven o'clock tonight, this evening, you and I meet in the bedroom and we talk about whatever's going on for you. As a woman, if you were experiencing something, wouldn't you want your partner to do that for you? Yeah. If your partner couldn't actually be present for you, would you rather him try to be half present with you and you're feeling all these emotional feelings because you're like okay I'll let go you're holding me and he's actually not really holding you he's not really there for you he's 50% of his brain is thinking about bills and 50% is with you wouldn't you rather wait until he was ready to be 100% with you I would when I want someone there for me holding my energy and my mess I want them fully there otherwise I'll feel all sorts of things I'll wonder am I in their way from them doing the bills blah 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 so who's ever in the masculine pole whether it's you holding it for him or he is holding it for you the masculine pole owner is responsible for setting that container because the feminine is not thinking about it she's only feeling she's just feeling a whole bunch feeling the chaos of life, feeling the emotions. It's really hard to get out of that flow when you're really in it. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to teach ourselves to get back into our brain when we finally get into our body. So whoever is in the masculine pole must be responsible for making sure they can hold the feminine in her fullest. So pass this on to your husband, your partners, your wife, whoever, whoever you you feel would benefit from hearing this so you can come to work together with these two energies because whoever is feeling the most is in the feminine and whoever has the most presence and depth in that moment is in the masculine. So if you see, if you feel that you are going into the depths of emotion, you really need him, something really great for him is to, for him to take notice is he fully can he be fully present for you right now can he drop everything he's doing and hold you and be there for you if yes great let him enter that if no he must be responsible for saying baby I so want to be here for you I can't right now because I need to get this and this done how about you go into the living room grab your favorite book make a cup of tea lie down read your book 
feel into your own body and I will be back with you in an hour. I will come in in an hour and we will talk all about it. Doesn't that feel so amazing to have some direction? (laughs) It feels so good. And since I told you that this episode was all about how you can do this within yourself, I want to make it very clear. You can do this within yourself. You do not need a partner to tell you these things. That's only if you're in the feminine and you're wanting someone to hold you in it, which we will go more into in part three about polarity and relationship. But for yourself, if you notice that you need to be held and you are by yourself, you can do this for yourself. You can say, what do I need? I need tea. I need my bed. I need to turn on this song that always makes me cry. That's the masculine of setting the mood, setting the container. And then you go, you set everything up, you enter the bedroom or wherever you're going to feel the feels. And then you allow your heart to melt, your body to soften, your temples to relax. You allow everything to soften and you go into your heart. You go into feeling mode. You go into the feminine. And part of the masculine is if you choose to have a, quote, stop time to know, okay, this is going to be for the rest of the night. This is going to be for this week. This is going to be for a month. This is going to be for five minutes. You don't have to be strict with it. That's the toxic masculine is rigidity. The pure masculine says, this is my container. This is the time I'm going to stick to. And if things need to change, the warrior isn't like, oh no, I need to go back on my plans. Should I? Does that make me a traitor? I don't know. The masculine and the queen just says, no, I need to feel this more. I'm extending this. I had no idea January was going to be such an emotional month, but that's what it ended up being. And I allowed that to happen. And I just set container after container every day, container after container after container. And I also knew... February was a container for getting stuff done, getting to New York, finding a place to live. This is very action-oriented, and I have the goal that March is going to be time for harmony. Going back to what I was saying a while ago (laughs) about my client who was raised with a very harsh father, I want to make it clear that sometimes when we're raised with harsh fathers we confuse the masculine for harshness and it's not and how we choose how we change that story is by entering and working on our own masculine the cherry on top is also dating and being in relationship and marrying someone who's also a healthy masculine figure at my retreats I call this the trusted masculine this is also something I learned from John Wineland and Kendra Kunov they want We want to look for the trusted masculine wherever we can. The masculine figures in our life that can be trusted, that prove good, clean, masculine energy is out there. I think we all have it. We all have that. Matt, my ex-partner, he's definitely a trusted masculine for me, even if we aren't together. He is a trusted masculine. I trust him deeply. He has proven his trust in me. He has held me. He has guided me. And it's important we do that work so that we don't become lost in our own pleasure. We want to be lost in our pleasure, but we also want to be independent and to live our lives and to be self-oriented and not be walked all over and to set goals. We want to do that because we want to evolve. We want to grow. The harmony is important. Something that also my teachers will say that I just love, I love, 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 if the, if the feminine is energy and she's all over the place and the feels and the pleasure and the deliciousness and the softness and the river 
and the masculine is presence and consciousness and depth. Our masculine is responsible for taking us deeper than we can take ourselves. Because it is depth. The masculine, one of the gifts of the masculine is that it knows what you need before you even see it. And sometimes we have to trust. Since we are focusing on these energies within ourselves, I'll just keep this directed towards ourselves here rather than relationship, but if you feel an inkling of that depth in yourself and you feel an inner inner knowing that, hey, I need this, I need to cancel this, I need to set a boundary with this person, and then your feminine says, but be kind, community, humanity, share, love, trust that the masculine, the part of you that says this is what I need, is trying to take you into a place where your feminine cannot take you. She's so focused on love right now, which is beautiful, but your masculine is focused on so many things that are really, really in your best interest, like sanity, safety, security, leadership. And if you need to set a boundary with someone that you deeply love in order for you to be the fullest, highest version of yourself, that is what is most important, truthfully. So we have both of these within ourselves. We have our flow, we have our moon, we have our feminine. Go listen to part one if, you, if you're confused. And then we also have the, the divine masculine, the inner warrior, the sun. We have knowledge, right? Because the feminine is wisdom, lives in the body. It's passed on in our bodies. We feel instincts. Whereas the masculine is knowledge. It's our wits, our smarts our knowing over our feeling. The masculine is the structure, it's the container, the presence, the depth. In my business, the masculine is my calendar, my organization, the actual act of coaching. The masculine is my accounting. It's having those systems set in place so that I have freedom to be creative if I don't have any structure at all creativity is going to be really hard to come up with because discipline of some sort allows for freedom that's why they are equal but opposite they are so important to have the energy of the alpha and the omega so what can you do to practice more of your masculine presence If you want to go into your masculine more and you want to do things to embody that masculine energy, one, come to the feminine surrender retreat. Hello, we work on both of these. We work on the feminine, we work on the masculine, we work on the inner child. We play with the inner child. We feel into our feminine. We create containers and presence with our masculine. One of the things we do at the retreat is acro yoga which is partner yoga which means someone is in the feminine and someone is in the masculine so if you want to learn how to embody that masculine energy come join us come join us we do a couple every year i have got one coming up may 17th to 19th i honestly did not plan for this to be a retreat mention but it's just coming out of me because it's it's so true i created this entire retreat to help people go into their feminine and in their masculine and to really truly learn what both of those energies are Okay, maddiemoon.com slash events. You can apply there. So acro yoga is a great place to go into your masculine. Doing more basing. If you don't know that, you go to YouTube and just YouTube acro yoga basing. See, it's the person on the bottom. It's the foundation. It's the structure. 
The person on the top is the feminine, the one trusting, surrendering, flying. If you want to embody what it's like to be in that powerful stance, try acro. Next would be to breathe deeper. Whoever has the deepest breath is in the masculine pole, as John says. So if you want to be in the masculine pole, if your partner is a man and he's going through an emotional experience, breathe deeper. Ground yourself for him. Depth, depth, depth. Remember, that's what the masculine is. Depth, depth, depth. You can do breath work. Breath work, breath work. Amazing way to go into your masculine. Because literally, like we were talking about with containers, you're holding it. So if you're breathing and there's any time that you're holding your breath, you're holding it. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to hold space for someone else. They share big things with you. They share traumatic things with you. Can you still hold it for them? When you do breath work, you are holding your breath. You are creating a container literally in your lung cavity. You are being uncomfortable most likely and you're still going through it. And being in the masculine is uncomfortable. True, trusted masculine leaders have a very, very challenging job to do in this world. Leading the world deeper than it can lead itself. Yeah, it's a pretty big task. So we should celebrate when we see those trusted masculine leaders within others and within ourselves. So breath work, simply breathing deeper, going to breath classes, meditation. Go listen to the episode I did with Yashoda Devi Ma to hear about Vedic meditation, which is the type I do. Profoundly has shifted my life, profoundly. Meditation that helps you go into your consciousness, your depth. Being in stillness and silence, being okay with silence. When the feminine is ecstatic dance and going crazy and being all over, the opposite is stillness. Both must be experienced to work on that harmony. So be with stillness, be with silence. Meditate. Two birds, one stone. On a practical sense, you can set goals. You can get a five-minute journal or the artist, um, artist of life journal. Getting any kind of journal that helps you set your goals is really helpful to stay focused. Speaking your truth is so important. Setting bound- boundaries, honoring boundaries, that's all masculine energy too. Setting boundaries, honoring boundaries. Uh, Trevor Hall, I did an episode with him. He's a beautiful musician. Definitely listen to his music. Definitely listen to that podcast. But he talks about when we're setting boundaries, it's like we see lions and they're beautiful, right? Lions are beautiful. We can, we can respect them, those creatures. But you probably would not go up to a lion and try to hug it, play with it, hang out with it, grab coffee with it. Probably not. It's a lion, So you can be in a distance and see the lion, respect the lion, love the lion, salute the lion, and still have your safety, still have your boundary. Sometimes our parents are lions. Our best friend of 17 years are lions. Our mother-in-laws are lions. They're gorgeous creatures and they are loved by the universe and God and the divine but we don't mix with them. We're different species. That's what what boundaries are. So many times boundaries think, people think that if we set boundaries, we don't love the person anymore or we're wrong flat out, like we're just wrong, we're bad people for setting boundaries. Boundaries are an act of a warrior. They're not easy for a reason. 
And we love, we love so deeply. Humans are so good at loving. It's that feminine energy. And we can have that and also set boundaries. Because whenever you truly, truly, truly love yourself and love those around you, you want to make sure that your energy is protected. And it's the highest, most conscious energy you can possibly have. Not tainted, not toxic, not infused with the energy of others who bring you down. You will love them. You will send their... Send them your best wishes, but you're also not going to be a martyr and let go of your boundaries and let go of the goals you have for yourself, the love you have for yourself and let them abuse you, dismiss you, let them into your life because you're selective, you have discernment, you have um, dominion, you have dominion over your queendom, your kingdom. I hope you enjoyed this episode learning all about the pure masculine versus the toxic masculine and that it cleared something up for you around the masculine energies it's really important if we want to totally be free like dancing on a cliff with a blindfold we want to feel safe to do that if we want to open our hearts and love we want to feel safe to do that with the trusted masculine primarily in ourselves knowing if my heart breaks i'll be there for myself if my heart breaks i know i'll be okay If my heart breaks, I know what I'll do. And that's really what sovereignty is as well. We talked a lot about that in the last episode on in this series. All right. So if you enjoyed this and you'd like to leave a review, I would love to have a review from you on the podcast on iTunes. Just go to Mind Body Musings in iTunes, hit ratings and reviews. And if you like the show, hit five stars and leave your comments on what you loved about it. I would love to read those on air. And like I said earlier, if you want to check out the feminine surrender, maddiemoon.com slash events. If you want to look at B-School, go to the show notes for this episode 242. Click the very first link on there that says B-School and that will take you right to the sales page. Would love to have you in B-School. Like I said, it's amazing. Let me know if you have any questions. And that is all for today. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Um, if you want to get any books on the masculine... I have a, I do have a free list of divine feminine masculine books. Again, maddiemoon.com slash free gift, free gift, just one word. And you'll see there's a 100 plus book list and there's all these books on the feminine and the masculine so you can further your reading. And if you're an audio book kind of person, audibletrial.com slash mindbodymusings will get you a free audio book and a 30 day free trial. Yes, 30 day free trial. So enjoy that. Check out all those things. I know that was a lot. Um, Hopefully you took some notes because this was also a very deep note worthy episode. Let me know your questions, your comments. You can comment on the Instagram post for this episode or you can go right on over to email and just email me anything that you want to share. Thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast. As always, it's such a pleasure to have you here and we will see you next week for an amazing, amazing episode.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 